Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Walking in the Light with me, Jason Burnside. On this episode, the next steps, one nation, under God, indivisible. But before we get into it, let's start with prayer. Father God, once again, Lord, I'm just so humbled uh, to have this ability to sit every week and to absorb more of your word, to glean more of your will in my life, to share more of what you want uh, us to do as a body. God, I just pray that your words flow through me, God, that everything of you comes out, nothing of me uh, stays behind. God, I pray that uh, my my mind, my, my lips, my tongue, God, the spirit that flows from my heart, God, I pray that all these things are of you and only you, God. Lord, I thank you and do with this podcast what you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, after last week's super long message, uh, the Lord was very brief with me this week. Matter of fact, to be completely honest, I had to really sit um, and seek him for today's message. I'm like you, like most of you anyway, I've been paying attention to the social climate of our country this past week. I recorded my message day before Election Day, uh, Super Tuesday. And since then, we've had a lot of waiting. I don't ever recall an election taking this long to count in my life. And I've been around for a few, both as a voter and as a child. Um, I do understand that we are in a unique situation with COVID-19. and But it was interesting to see how things shifted as far as how we dealt with each other. Um, before the election, it was there was a very thin line. Trump and Biden, uh, the the support was, in my opinion, 50-50. You could see for every Trump flag, a Biden flag or a Biden sign in somebody's yard. Uh, so it was it was just really really touch and go uh, before the election. People were super passionate. People out protesting and marching and making their voices heard on social media. You know, after the election, it was interesting to see what had happened. You know, it started off, Trump was super in the lead, and then Biden slowly but surely crept up. And it looks as though Biden is our new president. I'm not one uh, who claims to be an electoral college doctorate professor. However, um, I do understand how voting works. And after seeing the divisional tactics of the enemy leading up to the election, how conservatives and, and liberals, uh, Republicans and Democrats and whatever divisive tactics the enemy used to keep us from our friends and loved ones, um, it, it was really palpable. Like friendships, family loving relationships are fractured at this moment, much like they were back in 2016 when Hillary ran against uh, Trump. Very, very passionate, very, very, very tumultuous setting these last couple elections. And it's just, to me, having belief in my Lord and Savior and having been saved and having my eyes and ears and heart and spirit in tune with the real conflict that's going on, uh, as far as the, the battle between our father and the enemy, you know, I can see all the little things that we fall for, all the little tricks and lies and manipulations, all the little jabs we poke. It's all for the spirit of division. 
um, no matter what it's about. I mean, it could be something as trivial as I remember when I used to teach high school, the students would argue over Xbox versus PlayStation or Marvel versus DC. It happens all the time in sports. My team is better than your team. Let me count the ways. Um, division is how the enemy keeps us separated. Obviously, that's what the word means. But when we're separated, we're easily conquered. When we're separated, it allows our hearts to be open to hatred with the enemy. We then hate our brother instead of loving thy neighbor as the Bible commands. And so as we move forward in this process, obviously, um, again, me not being a professor of, uh, of politics over here, as we move forward and we await the final judgment on the presidency, I know things aren't going to be said and done until January, and I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm one way or the other. I'm just simply reporting facts in the most um, neutral way I can as far as worldly things, but as far as biblically, I'm very outspoken. There's one true king in control, and what happens down here is all part of his will and plan for us. It's all a part of the test and walk and um, journey for us to experience as, and with him at the helm. And so... You know, as you are listening to this, no matter if you voted for Biden or voted for Trump, you could be feeling sensations of joy or sensations of anger and frustration. And I just want you to know that you shouldn't be feeling either for these men. You should be feeling a sense of um, urgency in your prayer life. You should be sensing uh, a sense of urgency in your servitude of the Lord and stepping into your gifts you should be sensing an urgency in spreading the news of our Lord and Savior to the world. And most of all, you should be sensing an urgency of kindness and gentleness to one another, especially after the darkness and the rough patch we just went through as a country. Um, the time is now to start healing wounds. And that's why the Lord gave me the title, One Nation Under God, Indivisible. That's a line from our Pledge of Allegiance, and we've gotten away from that. And the first part of it, One Nation under God, that has become so far from anything governmental and so far from anything that we practice as citizens, uh, God is oftentimes the last thought on anyone's mind, if he's even a thought at all. And it's just sad. God is coming back to reclaim what is his. This is the time of reclamation. The church is being shook up and changed, and people are being activated in new ways they never saw coming. And I just want to remind you guys with Scripture why... We should not let this political outcome, whether it goes Biden or Trump, we should not let this political outcome rattle us. We should not let it affect us. We should not let the enemy use this as yet another tactic to divide us. Because as it says in Daniel's verses 220 and 21, it says, Daniel answered and said, this is after King Nebuchadnezzar was having bad dreams, and he asked his astrologers and magicians and sorcerers to interpret the dreams. And they were like, okay, yeah, tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I want you to tell me what my dream is and interpret it for me. And they're like, God, uh, your, my, your highness, uh, nobody can do that. You know, the only person that can do that is God and he, God does not walk among us. And he's like, all right, you guys are out. And he had them all killed. And as he was killing all of his wise men, because he didn't believe in them, he thought they were all corrupt, which they were. Uh, Daniel was finally given the revelation of the dream. Uh, Daniel went before the king and asked for the ability to, to, to interpret it. And he asked for us a little bit of time. So he went home and prayed. And when God revealed the answer, um, he responded by saying, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And again, I'm in Daniel chapter two, verses 20 and 21. 
verse 21 says, and he changes the times and seasons. This is the important one. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So again, God is reminding us here through Daniel that he removes and raises kings and he changes the times and seasons. So as we shift from president to president, from a from one that's Republican to one that's Democrat, as these times shift and change, as different people come into office, God is telling us right here that he controls all that. Okay? We, yes, we have a part to play. We are called to vote. We are supposed to exercise our American right to choose. But ultimately, the choices we cast, yes, add up and matter, but God is the one who appoints the men in position of power. God is the one who puts them in their positions. So we are just playing our part and ultimately fulfilling what God has already decided. Human governments, as I said a minute ago, human governments and rulers change. That's part of God's design. And our faith and our salvation do not lie under any human ruler. So again, keep that in mind but rather the ruler of rulers, right? The king of kings, as he's called. We have to remember that even though the occupant of the White House is changing and also will continue to change every 48 years, the one who occupies the throne of heaven hasn't changed. He was, is, and is to come. He's the same God 2,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, presently, and 10,000 years from now a million years from now, infinity from now. So what God wanted me to specifically share here is, remember, presidents are least. I, God, not me as in Jason, but I, God, am eternal. So presidents are least. God is eternal. That's the message here. So where are we putting our faith? Where are we placing our joy and happiness? Where are we pla- where are we placing our aggression and anger? Are we placing it in um, an electoral system that could be outdated and possibly need a revamping? Are we placing our happiness and joy in a candidate that we voted for and won? Are we placing our, our discontentment and disheart with society and human nature in general because the person we voted for didn't win? I don't know. Like I'm just so flabbergasted by it because... I'm just looking around at all these people who place all their all their hopes and dreams and all their angers and, and issues onto one man, an earthly man who's flawed and full of sin. Like all of us, we should be putting our attention and all of our faith and hopes in the Lord and Savior of us all. We should be laying all of our problems at his feet and seeking him in worship. If we place all the attention and all of our emotion into an earthly man seated in a, to a position of power, that's idol worship. The Bible tells us what happens when we do that. So just be careful. Be careful either way. No matter how much of a supporter you are of one of its candidates and then thus be one of the haters of the other one, be careful with that because there's judgment there as we talked about a little bit last week in Matthew 7. Judge not and please don't talk about the speck in your neighbor's eye with the plank in yours. Be careful where you place your joy and where you place your, I don't want to say anger and hatred because those are those are dealings of the enemy, but be careful where you place the opposite emotions, your negative emotions too, because those are not of God, A, and B, if they're just as passionate as your joy for one man, 
it's equally concerning in the eyes of God. And the fact that, um, back to my original point, um, the fact that God has established authorities means that obeying the government means we obey God. So trusting the process. Now, again, I'm not going to get into whether this is there's evidence of voter fraud or whether this election is rigged. I don't care about any of that. My job was to vote. I voted. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but I voted. And I know that whatever the outcome is, is what God wants for this country right now. It doesn't matter what we say or think. It matters what God wants. And and every president we have, there's going to be positive things about him and one day or her. And there's going to be negative things about him or her. And you're never going to please everybody because not everybody is a believer in Christ. But we as believers need to set the example. We cannot look as hypocrites of the world. We cannot be preaching love, peace, joy, and unity and then go back and slam whoever's in office for every mistake they make. And I'm going to get there a little bit later with scripture. Um, and, and also, too, we can't get caught up in controversies and uh, things of that nature. Like right now with the with the whole thing about the recounts and the Supreme Court possible involvement. Well, the, the Bible already tells us about what, what happens when we bring our, our cases before judges and not settling before then. We cannot allow these things to influence our behavior and influence our actions. We have to be the light. We have to be the beacon. We have to set the tone. We have to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. I say this to my children. I say this to my students all the time. You have to be the thermostat in the room, not the thermometer, right? The thermometer, you put it into a room, it reads the temperature. It reflects what's going on around it, right? A thermostat sets the temperature of the room. As Christians, we need to be the thermostat right now. All eyes are on us. How are we handling this? Remember that. And by not submitting to the authority of our government and the land, we are in direct violation of a commandment from God. To back this point, the Apostle Paul told us in Romans 13, 1 and 2, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist it will bring judgment on themselves. God is telling us right there what happens when we resist what he has put into place. Again, all deeds done in the dark will all be exposed in the light. So again, if there is some shadiness going on as far as how Biden was elected, Everything will come to the surface. The light will shine on the darkness. The enemy can't hide his tactics for long. And God will expose it. And God will set the, right, the wrong things right. But until that happens, we have to embrace who God has appointed as our president. Now, this is our chance to show the world we're not hypocrites. Because we serve a God who remains on his throne, sovereignly reigning over every square inch of this universe. And we serve a God who loves us and will never forsake us. Just keep that in mind. Now, here are some things that you can specifically pray for. If you're a prayer warrior, if you're an intercessor, um, I just would ask you to pray for these specific things. We'll start with Biden because right now it looks like he's going to be our president. So let's just start with him. Now, as far as uh, the man, I don't know him personally. There isn't one of us uh, except for people that are in his inner circle that can speak for the kind of man that he is. So we cannot judge him. We cannot assume anything about him. 
all we can go on as Christians are his policies, things that he's public statements that he's made about what he stands for and what he's against. And I'm I'm not going to go into the depths of what these things are. I can if you would like me to. Please at me or email me if you'd like me to. But I'm just going to highlight what some of these issues and policies are. So again, if you're an intercessor or a prayer warrior, I would ask you to pray to God uh, for revelation of on this, for clarity of this, and to um, ask him what our next steps are as a body. Please pray for Joe Biden's stance on the Equality Act, that his heart softens, and that the Lord reveals to him um, the deception of the enemy, although it is hidden in love and acceptance that it directly violates the the teachings of the Bible and the words of Jesus. So please pray for President-elect Joe Biden on that issue, as well as the Hyde Amendment. Now, one stance of uh, Mr. Biden's platform was abortions, uh, Roe versus Wade. He was he's a firm supporter of it, um, and then the Hyde Amendment. Uh, H-Y-D-E, if you want to Google it. Just pray for him on that one as well. Father God, we just pray right now for um, uh, our government, whoever's in a position of power, God, that these two that these two political documents, that these two potential laws or amendments, God, that they just be eradicated in Jesus' name, God. The Equality Act, the Hyde Amendment, God, I pray that you just Find a way to close those doors of the enemy, God. It's they're, they're seeds of destruction, God, that will destroy the very fabric of our nation, God, the very fabric of what you've established as our harmonious and beautiful covenant between a man and a woman and the gift, the fruit of the body, God, the, the children, God, the innocent lives um, that didn't ask to be here, God, that you have created and knitted in the womb for a purpose, God. We pray a special blessing and protection over all the children out there that don't have a voice, God, and that can't be heard because they're in a womb of a of a mother who's cont- who's who's contemplating um, ending it, God, and we just pray for all the lies of the enemy, the deceptive tactics, the the gender confusion, and the whispers of femininity to masculine men, and um, from masculinity to uh, the beautiful mothers that you have deemed and created in this world, God. I just pray that you just bring light and truth to all levels of government and to the people, God. I pray that you just shine your light and dispel any wicked lies of the enemy, God. And that way we can all walk in our true purpose, united, one nation under God. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, if you want to look those up, please do. And also pray pray for President-elect Trump. If Trump is re-elected to a second term, um, there are a couple of things, a couple of areas that I feel... He needs prayer for as well. Now, although President Trump has supported at all the right places religious freedoms and has admitted to you know being raised in the church and being prayed over and um, these things, which look great, um, there are also a lot of reports that behind closed doors, it's not exactly genuine. And so, again, I don't know. I can't speak on who he is behind closed doors. That's only for his inner circle. I can't judge. So... But if we're going to talk about one elect, we've got to talk about the other. And we just have to pray for President Trump as far as uh, some of the things that he perceptively dropped the ball on, you know, with this whole COVID thing. Although I believe that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus um, and that I don't walk in fear, 
Uh, however, you know, it was a serious issue that caused others to stumble. And frankly, President Trump didn't really put many, many policies in place that made the American people feel safe. Uh, my mother and my father being one of them, or two of them, I should say, and my mother-in-law as well. So his mis mismanagement of the COVID situation and also the mismanagement of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, instead of stepping in and being a leader and being graceful and trying to uh, encourage us as a nation to come together and um, try to find a solution to the issue, he downplayed it. He, he really did downplay it. And he, he had a moment where he could have stepped in and, and done something really, really profound and historical. And instead, uh, like the COVID thing, he kind of let that opportunity pass him by. Uh, and he sent out tweets instead of addressing the nation uh, the way he probably should have. So that kind of that those kind of things. But um, these are things we need to pray for as well for our president. So what am I saying with all this? I'm basically saying that, you know, as a believer in God and as a follower of Christ, I find it difficult to honestly fully support either candidate. Uh, yes, I did vote. And yes, I did vote one way. Um, again, I'm not going to share that. But honestly, to be bluntly transparent, I was numb about the whole process. The entire time I was in the booth, I knew how who I was going to vote for, and I voted that way. But I was completely at peace, so I guess the word numb isn't entirely accurate. I was at peace because God reminded me in those moments leading up to the election and while I was bubbling it out that he's in control. Everything that I'm doing is part of his plan. My vote matters here in the natural realm but in the greater scheme of things and, and as far as where my vote ranks in the in eternity in God's eternal plan for our existence my vote is almost meaningless right yes it's a, it's like the size of a of a nucleus of an atom in the grand scheme of the universe it's it's so small um but it's all part of God's plan so i took comfort in that my vote mattered in that aspect but i have total peace with the outcome because i know god's ha god has this god's got it in his hands and and that's why i'm circling back to this point is because both men need prayer and both men aren't perfect and we're reminded of this again in the bible in titus chapter 3 god led me here and i'm actually going to close out with this with this scripture uh it's going to be uh a normal, a normal length session today, everyone. We're not going to do an hour-long podcast like we did last week. But I'm closing with Titus 3 because I feel as though it re-solidifies the point I just made that both men need prayer. Neither man was perfect. The only true perfect man to ever walked this planet was who? That's right. His name was Jesus. And so if we're trying to measure ourselves to that standard, we're all going to fall short. And it also, it's also important, especially with politics, they love to bring up somebody's past. They love to talk about who they were and what they did. And it's called the dirt, right? They love to dig up the dirt. And, I, and I'm so turned off by political ads. And praise God they're over. Because for every one political ad where the candidate actually stands up, and speaks on the uh, on the issues on their that they're you know passionate about that they're plat I guess they're called their platform, you know every for every one commercial like that you see like six or seven where they're just bashing each other and they're talking about stuff that's you know obviously it's their character issues so that it's related but at the same time you're like 
bro, we all made mistakes. You know, we, we all have a past. Jesus forgives. And if we walk in our past, then how can we truly move on? And so in Titus 3, it says, verse 1, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Wake up, America. It's time to get civil once again. God is saying we are subject to all rulers and authorities, and we have to obey, and we are to speak evil of no one. Not our friends, our family members, our neighbors, our leaders, which we're in direct violation of every day. Because if you're a Biden person, you've been speaking ill will of Trump for four years. And if you're a Trump person, these past few days have probably been a little rough and you've probably said some things. I'm just letting you know right now, we're supposed to show humility to all men and women. Verse 3, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. We were all deceived. We were all hateful, disobedient. So every time a politician points that little character trait out on the other one, just remember that they too were once there, so were you. So be very careful what you say, because we too will be judged for what we say. Verse 4. But when kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Verse 7, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. And these things I want you to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. So maintain your good works. Maintain your trust in God. Do not speak ill of your neighbor and our leadership. Submit to authority because God ordained them and put them there. Whether we like it or not, God doesn't care what we think. He has a plan. We are to play our part and go with the flow. And then, verse 9, 10, and 11, I'll close with these. In Titus 3, avoid dissension, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. So if you're arguing right now about the recount and about how Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and whoever else mismanaged their, their votes or, or how they counted the people in person first and then the mail-ins and you're just squabbling over um, each state's individual procedures and you're squabbling over um, all the rumors and hearsay and, and all these things and, and whatever, then you're in the wrong, right? These are all divisional tactics of the enemy. We shouldn't concern ourselves with that. Let the people who are in charge of that be in charge of that. If there is any evidence of foul play, It'll be brought to light. And guess what? Bye-bye, Joe. Trump's back in. If he won fair and square, then embrace it. So we cannot get into strivings about the law, this verse just said. Right? It is not our position, unless that is our position. And I'm asking you, if you're listening to this right now, are you personally working for the city of the state 
that has to do these recounts. If you are, then may God be with you. I pray that the hand of the Holy Spirit just be around you and that you do your job diligently, truthfully, with integrity, and that all those votes be counted the right way and sent up the chain and we can finally get a resolution on this and bring peace to our nation in Jesus' name. Verse 10, reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, meaning you have to get people that cause division out of your life only after you've tried to counsel them. You've tried to pour your words into them. You've tried to minister to them, right? But the Bible also says, be careful that you don't uh, cast your pearls to pigs because they will stomp on them. Your pearls of wisdom, which are God's words, they are trampled upon. You're not even to share it. So if a person in your life is causing division and you've tried once and you've tried twice to say, hey, I love you, please stop. And they won't, out they go. Well, I guess that means whatever that means to you and whatever the Lord communicates to you. I would seek God about what that means personally, whether that means putting them in the in the in the be quiet zone uh, of social media, uh, unfollowing them, but not necessarily unfriending them, or maybe it could be unfriending them. I don't know. It's going to be different for every person, so it's going to be situational at best. But also, the Bible says, beware divisive people, because division is a tactic of the enemy. Last verse, 11. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Again, that's that, that's that um, divisive person, right? They're, they're warped and sinning, and they are self-condemned. Because they have no humility in their hearts. They have no love of Christ. They have no submission in their life. They seek only um, to cause anger and frustration, and they just get joy out of it. Yeah, those people aren't fun to be around, <laughs> but we have to pray for them, right? We have to pray for them, and we have to show them love, and just choose your opportunities to minister to them wisely, because again, you don't want to cast your pearls to pigs. So, that's it. Thank you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you listening. Father God, I just pray that this podcast was pleasing for you, God. I do this for you and only for you, not for any personal glory or praise, God. Everything that I do is in submission of your will into my life, God. So please take this and do with it what you will. I pray that the ears that are supposed to hear it receive it. I pray that those who are supposed to absorb it do in the timely manner in which you deem necessary. And God, we put all our love, trust, and faith in you because we know you are the King of kings and the ruler of all rulers. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, if you'd like to reach out to me with any questions or comments, you can reach me at walkingintheLightPodcast3 at gmail.com or at LightWalkerPod on Twitter. And finally, at WalkingInTheLightPodcast on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening. And remember, where there is light, darkness cannot exist. Keep walking. God bless.